Grand Rising MI5. What is going on, my people, my family, my tribe? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is March 7th, and tonight on the MI5 show, we have the pleasure of Miss Leah Botchla <laughs> joining us. Uh, she is an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, she is a coach. Uh, she is an inspiration. Uh, if you do not follow her on social media, it is highly rec rec recommended. Uh, she is the queen of killing procrastination and does an amazing job um, at everything that she does. Uh, every single time I've had the pleasure of interacting with uh, Leah, it's been nothing short of uh, pure amazement. Uh, so we actually had her drop off, I think, unless, are you still there, Leah, on the other feed? Uh, so up oh, here we come. Perfect timing coming back. So here we are, uh, Miss Leah. How are you tonight? I'm great, Brian. Thank you so much for having me here. So real quick, yes. <laughs> just so I'm not the most techie person. I've now got two links open. Is that cool? Leave both yeah. of them open. That right. is cool. Amazing. Perfect. Amazing. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, we uh, definitely aren't tech savvy over here and we're learning as we go, <laughs> get better every night. Uh, we're so happy to have you uh, join us tonight. Uh, coming up first, Andrew Golden uh, is going to be uh, interviewing Miss Leah. I'm going to join you for the second half. Uh, so, Andrew, if you want to come on in and take it away for the first half, guys, I'll see you after the half. Hell yeah. What's going on, guys? Leah, what's going Well, how are you doing? I've never met you um, officially before. So this yeah, is kind of like... Time. This is our first impression, and uh, you know I've heard a lot of great things about you from Brian, and it's pretty, um, pretty inspiring to know that there's other people out there that are just inspiring people, you know, on on a on a impactful level um, in, in the ways that you're doing it. So, you know, there's so much to an entrepreneur's journey, and it's kind of hard to know where to start sometimes when you're when you want to like kind of give people an overview, but just in general, so that so the viewer knows and has a, um, a kind of a better idea of where you come from and, and why you do what you do, um, I'd love to hear your five-minute autobiography, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if it's going to be five minutes, just because I don't want to... <laughs> That's okay. However long it needs to be, 10 minutes, 15, I'm ready for it. All right. So you can always dive deeper into certain parts, whatever you think is interesting or for the audience. But in summary, first off, I'm German Chinese. So I was actually born and raised in Beijing, China. I went to an American international school. If you guys search it up on Google, it's called the International School of Beijing. So had a great time growing up there and then graduated high school, went to the Netherlands for undergrad. Okay. Because I'm half German, so I wanted to go back to my European roots and just see what the European higher education system was like. All my friends came to the U.S. I thought, why not go a different path, right? So maybe that was the entrepreneur in me starting to be born. Now looking right. back, I don't know. <laughs> and then after that, well, I was always curious about the American education system, and I've got a lot of friends here. I mean, now you guys, entrepreneurs, so many people in the U.S., so I thought... Okay, let me apply to some of the top schools here for grad school. Ended up getting into Columbia, so that was a big moment for me. I'd never imagined I could, you know, get into a really good college before. So I came, and this is now my second semester. 
But of course, my main thing is still I'm a Thai mastery coach, right? So yes, I'm a grad student at Columbia, but my main thing, main focus is coaching, helping people or helping entrepreneurs specifically optimize their routine and also overcome any self-management issues. So we're talking procrastination, phone addiction, uh, sleep deprivation, or just bad sleep habits like sleeping too late, waking up later than you want, hitting snooze, etc. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I don't know why I haven't talked to you because like I actually started a while back. I did my own time management coaching program. So I'm like, wait, Brian, why haven't you told me that I need to talk to <laughs> Leah? What the heck? Um, which is kind of on hold at the moment because we need to go all fire, fire at all cylinders with Grand Rising Financial. But man, what a what an adventure that you've been on so far. That's pretty crazy going from from uh, you know somewhere like the the eastern side of the world and into this western society. What was some of the main uh, challenges that you faced, like um, coming into this wild world of America? And um, I'm curious, what are some of like the main life lessons that you extracted out of those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. I think coming to the US, what was quite what's quite different here compared to Europe and even China is I think Europe, China, where I grew up for like all my life before coming here, it's a lot more of a collective society as in, you know, the system in Europe, like healthcare education is free. So I'm pretty much used to that. And when yeah. I came here, I saw, oh my goodness, every semester I'm paying like twenty five thousand out of my own pocket. That that of yeah. course was weird to me, you know, because I'm used to truly in Europe, I received basically free education, right? Undergrad. Um, and then in China, too, it's very much about being a part of a group and not standing out, actually, whereas in the US, you know, and I love that part about the US where it's like, be yourself, you know, be unique, you're encouraged to speak up. But that's just something I had to get used to. And mm -hmm. for me growing up, I was always quite shy, like very, very shy. You know, I'd be that kid who, even at the playground, where all the kids just play together, like, who cares, right? You go up to whoever, talk to them, play. No, I wouldn't. I would be extremely, extremely shy. So I had to overcome a lot of those just maybe social challenges, things like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, one thing that, that I think, to me, it's normal because I've grown up in California my whole life. I've been an American man, like, just you know, like, that's all I know, you know, and I feel like, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I feel like in America, people tend to be a, a bit more judgy because everyone is, like, like you said, on this be yourself journey, but yet people are sometimes more unaccepting than, than ever. <laughs> like they, they're <laughs> like, Oh, well, my version of be yourself is better than your version of be yeah. yourself or something like that, you know? Right. Um, did, is, is that something that you had to deal with at first? Like, did you, were you popular in school or not popular? Or like, is, is, how did moments like that shape you? Yeah. So in school growing up again, I would say all the way until two years ago when I started coaching, I was always quite shy and I still am mm -hmm. an introvert. I get my energy from being alone. I really enjoy my alone time. But now I'm a lot more social. Like I'm very relaxed talking to people, whether it's a group or just one-on-one. -on -one. Wasn't that way before. Now in high school and quote unquote growing up, I think I wouldn't have called myself super popular. And I didn't want to be. That's the 
Like I didn't yeah. want to be in the spotlight, right? So that was me before. It was like get away from attention, try to just fit in before. So, you know, I was stand out in a lot of sports. I would say that was my strength. I stood out in a lot of sports, played soccer, tennis, basketball, played on the varsity team for basically all my high school years, but I never really sought attention before. Mm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. So when you were, because of course, every entrepreneur, and especially if you just came from you know, a different, uh, completely different uh, geographic location, you know, you're going to have a lot of time to figure out what exactly you want to do in this new country, right? And so what were some of the, well, okay, hold on, let me, let me think about how I want to frame this, because it could be like, so, you know, obviously, you've, you've had jobs before you were an entrepreneur, Right. Right. Were there moments? What were some of like the the key moments in those jobs, or which jobs did you have that made you realize, like, yo, what the heck? This is not my life. I need to. I need to like do something that I love. You know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of those jobs I had before, and by the way, I didn't have too many. Like just a few quote unquote jobs, ordinary jobs, made me realize very quickly I don't want to do this. <laughs> but of the jobs I've had, I can talk about those. So first one most likely teaching English like if we go all the way back to high school I started teaching English just one-on-one right but it was a lot of preparation work before class and then you know I wasn't really making big money or anything at first it felt like a challenge it felt rewarding and it felt like like actually back then sometimes it felt like big money so it was exciting right but then over time you realize if you're always teaching someone who's not as good as you are at something and there's no value exchange it's just one way right like if i'm teaching someone how to say hello my name is i'm not growing i'm not being challenged at all so that's why i stopped doing that right even when my rate went from like let's say twenty dollars per hour to the highest 150 dollars per hour one-on-one english so even at that point i was like look i'm not growing anymore this is just not contributing to my vision right cut that mm -hmm. off and then I also had a waitressing job in college. So I worked at this Korean restaurant, probably mainly for the food. I got free free food when I worked there, <laughs> but also for that spare cash, right? You're a student, you don't really know. You know, your parents give you some money, but if you want to buy some more nice things, you got to work, right? So I did that for a few months, but again, that was... Like that was literally minimum minimum wage. I was making less than $10 per hour, uh, walking around like crazy, you know, yeah. trying to do my best yet, no tips. And there, there just wasn't any room for growth, right? Even if I became the manager of the restaurant, which is tiny, it's like, you know, where would I go after that? Yeah, so, there's cap income for sure. 100%. It was a good starting point. I learned a lot. I learned like truly how hard people work in these roles that sometimes we might just overlook or underestimate. I mean, waitressing, waitering, very difficult job, right? So it made me really appreciate what I had. And now that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, I'm no longer paid per hour, looking back, it makes me appreciate now even more. So that was another. And anything else? I'm trying to think. Oh, and I did a one month internship. <laughs> one month. So this was maybe about a year and a half ago. I got an internship at a big bank in China, summer internship. 
So I thought, okay, why not try this? One month flew by. I mean, I walked into an office every day. I felt like the the environment, the atmosphere was just dead. Like it was not lively. People were walking in tired with a frown, yeah. their phone. So with all these experiences combined, and especially the last one, I'd say the internship, even though the company was really good, I saw people coming to work every day, not enjoying what they do, right? Evidently, just with their state, like how they came into work. So I thought this is not for me, like sitting for eight hours in front of a in front of a screen, small cubicle. There's more to life than this, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. When was, when did you make the decision? Like, I'm going to do it. That's it period. And did you like, did you land on becoming a coach right away? Or did you try to, you know, do the thing like, Oh, I, I could do e-commerce. Everyone's talking about e-commerce. <laughs> like, like what made you um, decide or, or maybe realize like, yo, I'd be a really good coach or like maybe I should learn how to be a coach or what is this time management stuff like? Yeah, it's a really good question. So no, to answer your question, no, I did not just suddenly jump in and be like, you know what? I don't like my wait waitressing or I don't like my English teaching job. I'm just going to start a coaching business. Like, no, mm -hmm. I had to build. Right. And I think typically that's how things go. So really this transformation of, getting into coaching and changing my own time management, my habits, it started in October, 2020. Okay. I was still an undergrad student and I came across my first mentor on YouTube actually. So he was making a lot of YouTube videos called like my 3.30 AM morning routine or how I get more things done in the morning than most people do the entire day. And so I thought like, what the heck? Right. Is he even human? Yeah. So there's curiosity there. And at the same time, I thought he was a bit crazy. So I started watching his videos, but it just lit a fire under me. Right. And he was only, he is, he was, and he still is only, I think, eight, nine months older than me. So also just that age, the fact that we're only a few months apart, yet I saw someone so much more mature, someone with a much greater work ethic than me back then. Again, it lit that fire behind me. And then I joined his coaching program. So that's kind of where it all started, right? I committed mm -hmm. first. I had to first invest in myself, right? Because I believe that, like, if you don't invest in yourself, how, how can you expect other people to invest in you, right? That's a huge belief I have. So started with me investing in his coaching program and changing myself first, because I needed work before I could coach others. And then truly after eight weeks, I had overhauled like 90, 95% of my bad habits, totally transformed my lifestyle, continued that for another five, six months. And then at that point it was, you know what, I want to become a coach. And then I invested to learn how, and the rest is history. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. I just want to say congratulations for making the decision to, to invest in yourself because like, that is the one thing that people are like, uh, you know, like may, they get money, but they forget about they, they want to do something that's going to instantly give them like a return, like, like, well, I think, OK, let me the th I think the thing that people struggle with a lot is delayed gratification, you know, and, and what they don't realize is that the one of the quickest ways to set yourself in the future um, set, set yourself up in the future for instant gratification is to make yourself a complete and total boss and an action taker. And one of the fastest ways to do that is to 
learn a high leverage skill, learn how to manage your time better, learn how to, you know, do something that is going to add value to everyone in your life, in turn, making it so that you get value just like showered upon you. Mm, Um, Yeah, 100%. So I'm curious, and I like to ask this question, it's almost like a hot seat question. But, you know, what, what what are some of the things that set you apart um, from other coaches in your industry? Like, what are the things that that you think make you a little bit more, um, uh, what are the things that, that you try to capitalize on that would set you apart from other entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing as you? Absolutely. So, you know, I call myself a time mastery coach and yes, it is similar to high performance, but we focus again, especially on time management and habits, right? How do you make the most of your day? So that in itself is a pretty unique angle because I noticed when I started that there weren't many like time management, time mastery coaches, right? A lot of people were high performance coaches, things like that, but there was really a gap for this. And if you even search up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like time mastery coach, I'm pretty sure I started like this specific notion Right. And I have a few more clients under me and now they call themselves time mastery coaches. Totally fine with that. Um, I'm glad, you know, if it's bringing them business, great. But that's one, like focusing specifically on time management for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I don't see people doing that. But other than that, what I take a lot of or what I think makes a standout is accountability, like committed accountability. I think is very key, especially for entrepreneurs, because you have no boss. So, you know, if one day you said, hey, you know, today I just want to spend the whole day laying in bed, like you actually could, right? Because you don't have office hours. You don't have to be anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. So that's also a danger, right? And that's why, like, for example, in my program, right, I have an eight-week program. And as soon as someone joins, I help them find a committed accountability partner, This is someone else in the program who has skin in the game, right? They're all in and then they check in every single day. So it's not just like, I I hear accountability thrown out, thrown out all the time. Like people use it so often, but when I hear about some accountability systems where it's like, oh yeah, we check in once per week or once per month. I'm like, that's not accountability, you know? Yeah. For us, we really make it a priority to do daily accountability, daily check-ins with a clear structure. And on top of that, it's not just checking in. It's also, you set your own reward and consequence. Meaning if you don't stick to the things you said you're going to do, and those things we call non-negotiables or your most important tasks, like if you don't stick to that, then you have a consequence, right? And it's something painful. You learn from that or you don't get the reward that you're really seeking, right? So that's why that part is really effective and it makes everything else I teach in terms of, oh, your morning routine, doing your most important tasks first every morning, you know, sticking to your heart stop, like all of these other pillars of your day with accountability, it makes implementing them so much easier. Hmm. 100%. That's, that's cool that, um, I like that you're like that you're mentioning accountability because it it also is like it makes it so that you kind of want to be better. Be well, obviously, but one of the things that that we try to practice within the MI five core is you know doing these daily check ins with the community, right? And in the past, it's been this thing where nobody does it because nobody does it. Like we don't have other people to be like, oh crap, Andrew did it. That means I got to do it. And so like, that was like something that we like, 
learned super fast like guys we we just need to like just be like yo if i'm gonna do it i'd like to see some action on on everyone else's part you know um and and it helps a lot it makes a huge difference um you know on the topic of investing in yourself kind of back to that i'm curious to know you know how much i mean you don't have to give me like an exact number but you know I want people to know how serious an actual full-time entrepreneur is about investing them in themselves. So how much would you say that you have invested into yourself if you could give like a rough number or an exact number if you yeah. have any idea? I don't think I could pull off an exact number. I'd have to do some math. So we'll skip that. But I can definitely give a good estimate. So if we're talking including grad school, and by the way, the whole reason I'm here, it's not just to you know, let some time pass. Like I'm here for a very specific reason, which is deepening my knowledge of adult learning. Like I'm literally studying adult learning and leadership and I'm applying this to my coaching. So if we consider this an investment too, then I mean, in the past two years or two and a half years, let's say, since I started investing myself, past two and a half years, I would say close to, yeah, close to a hundred grand. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's like, you know, I'm sure that you have plans to even make it seven figures at some point. It's like, cause you can get into some pretty interesting circles of people by just paying a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, 100%. There, there's some very, very high level masterminds that, you know, mm. once I'm actually able to, I have no problem doing it because I know the return on investment will be kind of like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, yeah. the connections that you make on when you're in different like certain rooms full of entrepreneurs it can change the game for you change the game um you know since i've been on my entrepreneurial journey i can definitely attest to that like the most growth and the most uh money making opportunity presents itself when i do in uh you know drop a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars just to go to an event just to mm. be there in because proximity is power you know proximity yeah. is power right and so yeah. You know, being able to know that I'm in this room with other people that spend $3,000 to be here as well. That's a certain caliber of person, you know, yeah. and uh, diving into the courses and master classes and stuff like that. That's something that I want to um, do myself as well. Um, mm. But yeah, so you were, Brian just said that you were at the Grant Cardone event. I was. Were you you were at the, the 10X conference in Vegas? I was. Yeah, were you as well? What the? Yeah, I was there. That's insane. I don't know how we missed each other. Like For real. The room was big, but I feel like it wasn't big enough to miss each other. There were three whole days, you know. Seriously. So, unfortunate, but yeah, I was there. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what was your biggest takeaway? I'm curious. Biggest takeaway. <laughs> I could go off forever, but I think for me, it was just an expansive experience as in when everyone or most people around me, cause I sat down a diamond, right? So I went all in. I thought, you know, even the first time I'm just going to go all in 10 K ticket. Right. So if you think about it, people who pay 10 K for a three day event, like, you know, they're yeah. probably doing pretty well in their business. And so just everyone around me, they all have their own businesses, big ones too. Right. And they're throwing around numbers like, Hey, so the business did 10 million this year, 50 million, a hundred million. And so when you hear that, 
and it's like per year it's not even like 10 years or 20 years right per year yeah it just expands what you believe is normal and possible for yourself so that was honestly my biggest takeaway right it made me think bigger quite literally like 10x my own goals 100 percent yeah 100 percent. yeah there was a lot of information dropped at that conference i felt like a lot of it was uh, maybe uh, this this is also just my opinion but i felt like a lot of it was kind of mainstream when it came to like business information and it was like a lot of motivation but i i love that stuff too that's that's all that's all great yeah. um and seeing all the celebrities there was was pretty can't lie that was freaking awesome yeah um what was your biggest but, takeaway, real quick yeah my biggest takeaway was something that i actually learned outside of the conference hall and, and like there was a lot of things that i learned inside of the conference hall um but I think the main thing that I learned throughout that entire trip and talking to other people and then like kind of like being introspective about it is the fact that you you live your best life. People talk about this thing called the best life, your best life. I'm living my best life, you know, like they're like you. The, I used to have this um, this idea that you never get to your best life. You're never living your best life because it's all about the journey. There's no destination. But I was like, wait a minute. No. You live your best life. You can live your best life every single day. But the key to it is you live your best life when you give your best self to the world. You're, you're, you're living your best life when you give your best self to yourself. You know, it's like it, when you are exuding the best version of yourself, yeah. what else is there? To you know, That is your best life. If you're, you're actually like being conscious of who you are around people and who you are to yourself because like, that's really when um, everything is getting better constantly, yeah, <laughs> you know? I love yeah. That. Yeah. It was, it was awesome um, being able to like be smacked in the face by the universe learning that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my, my last question for you here is who has been your most impactful mentor um, on this journey? And what was like the main life lesson or just a, a gold nugget that you've learned from them? Most impactful. Mm, that's hard. Probably a Is, lot. What was that? There's probably a lot. There's probably a lot. And here's the thing. Um, I'll have to give credit back to my first mentor, even though, even though we no longer work together. But I would say it's Richard Yu. And he's not like world famous, right? He's just the mentor I chose to go with. And it was because I knew that he could mentor me in a more personal way. And he, he's the guy who I said was only, he's only what, eight, nine months older than me. So also that narrow age gap made me more inclined to want to learn from him. Because I'm like, you know, I want to catch up to him. Like, I want to be as great as him because he's only mm -hmm. eight months apart, right? So he was probably the mentor that had the greatest impact on me because he was the reason I transformed my own habits. And then also the reason I started my own coaching business. But then can I also share one more? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone watching this. Check out Josh 40. Do, do you know Josh 40? I do not. Enlighten yeah. me. Yeah, so here I'm talking about, like, not world famous, you know, I'm not talking about, like, Russell Brunson or Tony Robbins or Dean Graziosi. These guys are great, but I actually have a preference learning from people who are obviously ahead of me, right? Like, they've achieved success, 
but they can also give me a more personalized approach, like be more hands-on, right? So Josh Forty, amazing. I think he totally shifted the industry in terms of <laughs> what you give away as a free resource. He has a four-hour training. So that's how I got to know him. Four-hour training on how he gets clients through JVs right? JVs. So not like outbounds and what's usually taught, oh, just go into Facebook groups, DM people, a completely different way of borrowing other people's audiences. Mm. So that was just mind blowing to me. Like I've, I'd never thought of that before. And I think for most entrepreneurs, the biggest problem is lead gen. Oh, I can never get enough leads. And he, solution was like, wow. Right. So abundant. Yeah. hundred percent. You said Josh 40, Josh 40, F O R T. Mm -hmm. Writing it down. Yeah. Checking that out for sure. Incredible energy. Like I don't think I've ever seen someone be able to give a four hour workshop at that high of an energy level. Like he just does not stop. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well that's amazing. And I'm definitely going to check out Mr. Josh 40 because I'm always looking for new new content to infuse my brain with and just get better all around. And you never know. You never know what someone has to say. You could be one connection or one video away from changing the game for mm, real. Absolutely. And, and yeah, what you said kind of goes back to this uh, uh, concept that we talk about a lot in MI5 called who do you listen to, right? Who do you listen to? Because there's a lot of people out there nowadays where their coaches on e-commerce on, you know, Uh, real estate and all this stuff. But the thing that you never really find out and you have to do your due diligence to find out is that they've made actually most of their money from selling the course and not even the thing that they're teaching the course on. (laughs) And so it's like, you got to know, you got to know exactly who you're getting your information from, you know, have they been in a similar position as you or, or did did they grow up in a rich family and they just like decided to do real estate or something, you know? Yeah. Like he's someone yeah. who's walk talk. Like he literally, you know, the reason why he resonated, I resonated so well with him was because when I first listened to him a few months back, I was going through the exact problem that he had years ago. Right. Where it's like, I feel like I'm working so hard and, you know, I'm constantly over deliver, over delivering for clients, but I still have this bit of a scarcity mindset and things like that. So it was just very relatable. He wasn't just this king all of a sudden. Right. Mm-hmm. He had to way up and he had all these big realizations hired coaches along the way etc yeah yeah 100 percent. well i think that we've uh peeled back some pretty good layers here and leah i definitely am going to reach out to you right after this to get on a call just because like i want to shoot some ideas around about the course that i have planning uh planned for probably actually next year just because like i was like taking full action on it and then i was like wait a minute what am i doing i have to like put the blinders on for the business that I already have. Like that's not even a million dollar business yet. Um, right. Right. It has the potential to do it. And I was like, you know, like had shiny object syndrome for a minute. Cause I had this awesome idea, but nonetheless, definitely want to pick your brain. So uh, on that note, sure. we're going to go over to the, the intermission here and I'll talk to you later. See you guys soon.
Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back. Uh, Leah, oh my goodness, we had such a great first half. Uh, after listening to, you know, the your story, uh, where you've, uh, you know, where you've been and some really awesome nuggets along the way. Uh, really, really excited to kind of dive into more of, you know, present day Leah, as well as, uh, you know, what's going on in the future. So I'm, uh, I'm curious, I just kind of picking up where we left off, Leah, uh, you know, we we're talking about the importance of investing in yourself. Uh, we we're talking about the importance of, you know, making sure that you were taking these steps as you realized that you didn't want to be in a job, but you wanted to control your life and control your destiny. Mm. Uh, so as some of that was, you know, kind of coming along, you know, I think I, I remember in particular seeing on, on your page, like, you know, you yourself used to have a giant procrastination problem. Um, you know, oh. you know, you were drained out. I think I've seen a couple of pictures of you like exhausted or something, but <laughs> so, tell us, tell us a little bit like, again, of like, kind of like some of those key pinnacle moments, um, you know, that, that you can highlight. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, going back all the way to before I changed my own habits, right? It was just frustration. Like what led me to invest in my first mentor? And because that coaching program was eight weeks. It was called the high performance training program. It was all about how do you become a high performer, right? How do you quit any bad habits you had? So what led me to that was I was just frustrated. Like I literally felt like I couldn't control myself. I was spending six hours some days on YouTube mindlessly scrolling. And I remember this one event that really left like a deep hole in me in a bad way, obviously, which yeah. was when I was an undergrad in the Netherlands, right? My parents, um, you know, they, they also started from complete scratch. My dad grew up in a farm, my mom, communist China, like they had nothing, right? And they worked really, really hard to build what we have today. Okay. I would say they, they did a very, very got, good job <laughs> for their day, day and age. So just seeing all the sacrifices they made to send me to an international school and then, you know, pay for me to live in a safe location, the Netherlands, like city center, nice apartments, all the conditions they provided me with, yet I was just squandering my time and obviously squandering my potential, not living up to it at all. It was very frustrating. And I remember my mom came to visit me from China one, <laughs> one year. Okay, I don't remember which year it was. But she caught me, right? Because I told her, oh, I'm working, you know, I'm reading, I'm doing whatever on my laptop. And then somehow she caught me on YouTube. And she's like, is this what you've been doing the last six hours? Like, literally, oh, wow. the last <laughs> and, you know, I was speechless because I couldn't lie, right? And that's the first time I sensed, like, deep, deep disappointment she had in me, right? And mm -hmm. she yelled at me. We we didn't end up having a normal conversation for like 24 hours until the next day. And me and my mom were very close. You know, we're like best friends. So we rarely get into arguments. I'd always thought she was proud of me. So that moment, I think was a catapult as in I wanted mm -hmm. to be better, right? That's just one of them. And then obviously when I saw Richard, my first mentor, and there was an opportunity to level up, a clear path step-by-step step, how to overcome the problems I had, I said, look, I got to do it, right? So then I did it 
And I don't know if I'm still answering your question. You are. Yeah. yeah. What, what was no. the question again? No, I, I think, you know, just highlighting some key, you know, key points uh, along that, along that journey. Now, um, you know, I've, I've seen the evolution of you as an individual too, um, over the course, you know, I've had the pleasure obviously of, of, you know, we've been connected for, I think a couple of years, maybe even on Facebook, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about kind of how you developed your style. I mean, you have a very, uh, unique, uh, approach, you know, what were some of the inspirations behind, uh, the way that you want to serve your clients and the, and the people that you work with and, and for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first, if I can just rally that question back to you, like when you say unique approach, what do you see as the unique approach? Well, I think uh, it's it's very personal, you know, right? So yeah, great to, great, great to rally it back because you're like, well, wait, what am I doing that's unique? <laughs> right? but, but yeah, no, I think, uh, you I'm know, curious. yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, a lot of coaches, um, you know, again, varying levels of degrees of in terms of how they get their information across. Um, you know, you're engaging with your, uh, you know, outreach, uh, you know, you're, you're definitely obviously doing attraction marketing as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really great kind of, um, you know, layers to the, to the way that you reach your client. Uh, you know, I was telling a story before the show here and it's a fun one. Uh, so I'll, I'll reference it again. It's just like, you said, Hey guys, if I'm, uh, if I'm not on my social, I, I don't want to be on my social media late at night. If I'm on my social media <laughs> after a certain hour and you catch me, I'm, I'm going to actually pay you money yep, <laughs> you know, yep. to call me out on it. And you know, these are the types of things that I, I think, okay. again, hook your audience and in captive, like, how did you develop the style? What was the inspiration behind it? Um, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, something I'm really big on is accountability, right? I have a daily accountability partner. I've been with her for probably one and a half years. So again, when I say committed, like I really do mean it, right? And so and the reason why I'm so loyal to this accountability, whether it's with my partner or with my audience is because it's a core part of what I teach. And so I don't want to say something and then do the opposite, right? Like that would make me feel very, very inconvenient incongruent and also dishonest honestly yeah so that's why i'm not afraid to do things like that and um i, I don't actually know how i developed my style i think it came over time i mean i take inspiration from previous mentors from uh, you know people like you just people i meet online right everyone has their own content style but i try to add in my own humor just be myself you know be myself there's time to times to be funny there's times to share lifestyle content like i went on a walk this afternoon uh there's times to be a bit more serious when you're talking about a serious issue so yeah for the most part yeah. just try to be as real as possible and have a this combination is, yeah sorry i'm sorry about that but yeah no this is great because this is this is uh this is transitioning into you know the the topic of authenticity you know and, and like you said just like kind of highlighting your authentic self uh, speaking of your authentic self, right? What is your passion as an individual? Uh, you right. know, what do you look to uh, pursue in life? Uh, are you living your passion? Uh, you know, you're job free. Uh, you invest a lot of time and energy and, and money into yourself and you make a lot of impact in the people that you serve. But yeah, what's, what's your passion in life? I'm curious if you're living it or if you could paint a vision of what uh, that will become uh, as you continue along your journey. Absolutely. So 
yes, I would say I am living my passion. Like high performance is something and people like whenever I throw out the word time management, because that's a part of what I do. Right. But I think time management is just really bland when people hear it. They're like, ew. Right. I don't want to talk about that. So when I throw that out, I'm like, hey, yeah, I work with people on their time management. But then, yeah, I'm so excited about it. People almost look at me strange like what? <laughs> yet yeah, you're so excited. Like what's going on? You know, so um, and again, I lost track of your question. I'm getting too excited. Oh, no worries but, at all. But, you know, yeah. So time management's your passion. Uh, what, what is your passion? And, yeah. uh, you know, are you living it? And are you going to, uh, you know, what's the what's the ideal world for you look like uh of you living your passion absolutely thanks for the reminder so yes yeah. i am living my passion but there's a next level too so the past two years um i realized that i've been solving a lot of important problems helping people with those like procrastination phone addiction getting into a good routine right which i think is a basic skill right? To be successful in whatever you do. But now I also want to go on and let's say someone has all this covered, you know, they have a good routine yet. Let's say they have a team and they just cannot fully let go, right? They're constantly thinking about the business, even at the dinner table, they can't, you know, truly look at their family in the eyes and have a conversation. These kind of things, I think they also are big problems, right? Even if you, you yourself, you're managing yourself well, but you just can't let go and fully trust others on your team and delegate, manage effectively. That's kind of the new area I want to step in, step into. And then in the future, I also want to do company training. So like I dress very corporate, I would say I'm the corporate style is, even though I wouldn't want to work there, I would love to do training there, if that makes Mm. sense. So, yeah, no, no, I've, uh, you know, th- that may collaborate into my future passions there a little bit because uh, I want to have a retreat center where corporate executives can come as well as other people. But I'll have to have you come by and do some training when I open up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Collaboration Absolutely. right there. No, but <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I mean, I think that one of the cool things about this show is we get to highlight uh, you know, job free entrepreneurs, we get to highlight, you know, amazing individuals. And, and we really appreciate your time here tonight for what you've, you, you know, done. I want to know a little bit more now about, you know, where, you know, we've seen what you've done, wh- where are we going? You know, what's the next five years look like? Yep. 100%. So I'm graduating from grad school this year, end of this year. And then it's again, full focus on the business, right? So basically before this, I took year off, I felt like I needed something more. I felt like I needed a deeper foundation or more solid foundation in terms of adult learning and leadership, which is what I'm studying now. But then after this, it's enough, no more PhD or nothing. That's not for me. So (laughs) all in on the business. I mean, I'm not setting any limits. I do have other areas I'm very passionate about, like soccer. I actually had a dream to become a professional player before I started my business. So that's a whole nother story. But you know, even things like in the summer or winter doing soccer camps, like especially in China, right? Because sports is becoming more and more popular. Before it was all about study, study for your kids, right? Grades, but China's also opening up to this better notion of education, what education truly is and being a well-developed child, etc. So I would love to make an impact in that arena. Um, but main focus i mean i see myself as a time mastery coach so i just want to help people solve bigger and deeper problems in this area maybe focus just on entrepreneurs that's an area i'm exploring right now just entrepreneurs 
again, going to companies, helping them solve deficiencies in their, you know, organization or, yeah, just fill any leakages. Let's say if time is leaking or people, their employees are just not performing the best they could, helping them solve those problems. Awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds like a, a fun, fun road ahead, uh, you know, as yeah. you and a, and a bigger reach. And so you mentioned something about soccer. So I'm, I'm curious if tomorrow you woke up, there's $10 million in your bank account. What, mm -hmm. what would happen? What would you do with that? What would I do with that? That's a good question. Um, I would use a part of it to give back. I mean, causes I really care about often have to do with like animal abuse. I think in Asia, you know, animal abuse or certain parts of the world, not just Asia, right? But I do know of certain countries, regions where it really is still a problem and it just hurts me really deeply. So it's just a soft spot I have for animals. So I love to dedicate funds there. And then for me, what's what drives me in my business and drives me to always push for more is providing experiences to people who played a big role in my life growing up, like IE. So in Asia, Brian, have you ever heard of an IE? An IE? No. Enlighten. <laughs> yeah. What is that, right? Yeah. So what is that? I guess is similar to a nanny is that what you guys call it here uh, yeah somebody that's like a caretaker yes but not just for kids right so yeah. they cook the house as well a bit of cleaning things like that yeah so anyway growing up you know i had an ie i would say i grew up pretty privileged because my parents had worked really really hard mm -hmm. but i want to give back to those people because i know that they would never you know spend money uh to, to fly to europe or fly to the u.s and they would probably in their lifetime, like never do a lot of things that have brought me so much joy up to this point. And I would love to just take them and like give without holding back at all. I think that's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. And I've been able to experience a bit of that already, right? Just like giving to people who need money on the streets, for example, of New York, right? The subways, things like that. But I want to do it on a bigger level too, right? Especially people close to my heart. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how it would allocate those funds, but it'd be a combination of giving back, probably investing in real estate too, still furthering my mission, time mastery, um, investing in media, as in you know, producing more YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. That's awesome. And I think that uh, that question and answer was spot on and, and, and why you're on the show. If, if everyone's realized, you know, <laughs> the, the reoccurring pattern of all of our guests and, and you know, I, you know, you fall in line with that. And this is what by no means is, uh, you know, the, the, by absolute means, I should say, this is what drew us together um, is that we are a community of giving um, and we are, you know, highly vibrational people that understands that when we're giving, uh, we are receiving and uh, we, we, we get the joy and we feel the joy of making positive impact and positive, you know, influence uh, in this universe. So. 100%. Uh, that's that's why we've gotten along uh, and that's why we, we, we connected in the first place. So I think that, you know, uh, Leah, if you were going to be any part on a bicycle, which part are you going to be and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Oh, my gosh. Do I even know all the parts of a bicycle? That's what I'm thinking now. <laughs> yeah. I would say... 
the the handle. I'd like to be the handle because right. we got another set of handlebars this week. I like to ask this question every week, Leah, just yeah. to throw people off and, and just like yeah. left field it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll have to switch it up to another fun one once people catch on to my shenanigans. But okay, the handlebars. What? Why does the handlebars represent you? I was actually thinking of the wheels first, but then I thought of like doing the hard work over and over again, almost like being stuck in the business, right? For some reason, I tied it to that. So I thought, no, yeah. I need to be more high level. I got to control the direction, right? Which is why I chose the handle. There you go. Yeah, awesome. Uh, very cool. So I think, um, you know, moving forward, it seems like you really are like, you know, when you just painted the picture of how you'd use $10 million, what the five years looks like ahead, uh, it, it's really clear that you're, you're living, um, you know, you're living your passion. Uh, how long have you known, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, in recent years, this is probably a short period of time within the last six months, last 12 months. How long have you known that, like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? Uh, this mm -hmm. is my value to provide to the people uh, of the universe. How long have I known? I would say ever since the day, day I started coaching. Okay. Like initially, sure, I did have a few niches to choose from. And I remember uh, I was kind of going crazy, like, ah, oh, which one should I put pick? But then as soon as I considered some key factors, and I mean, I watched Alex Formosi and all these guys talk about how to pick a good niche, right? It just all came together. And teaching it, even now, two years later, I'm still extremely passionate about it. So I think from day one. Yeah. What do you think uh, drives your, you know, if you had to define one thing uh that that makes this like you know core to your heart uh you know your your motivation behind your passion potential right and again i know it's super vague people throw around this word all the time but mm -hmm. looking back in hindsight when i still had all these bad habits like truly eating up my time in life eating up my potential it's just that feeling like people feel like they're underperforming. People feel like they're not living up to their full potential. I felt that every single day for six years. So um, that's, yeah, I would say that's it. Okay. Outside of the world of, of coaching, um, you know, you've talked about a little bit about uh, your passion for soccer. What else uh, can people catch Leah doing outside of the world of, you know, your, your passion outside of the world of you being a coach? Sure. Um, soccer is definitely up there. I would say soccer and okay. time mastery, they are right up there together. Top of the pier. Top of the pier. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I also spend a lot of time with my family. We're very, very close. So like I'm going back to Europe this summer. We're going to travel around. And what else can you catch me doing? Um, I mean, I have a lot of passions, but I like to read a lot of self-development books. I like my uh, daily afternoon walks. I basically go on a walk every afternoon, have a cup of coffee, listen to a podcast. So all good stuff. Awesome. Do you, um, do you ever think you'll write a book or, or have any yeah. uh, sort of additional, yes, any additional plans outside yeah. of the coaching physically? Yeah. So writing books. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, the story's just starting to form, right. And like, again, I see myself in this entrepreneurial space for a long, long time. Sure. I might take on like a job here and there if a really good opportunity presents itself. But the story, I think, will keep on just expanding from here. And I'd love to share it through all kinds of means. Like YouTube is something I really want to start doing seriously. Ooh, yeah. um, YouTube and 
maybe even podcasting as well as a book at some point. Yeah. Maybe some some stage speaking. You wanna you wanna speak any in a in a big setting? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hundred cool. percent. I was literally just talking about this yesterday. So yeah. like a talk would be something I'd love to do. Uh, maybe at some schools back in China because I do have those connections since I went to one. So getting oh, into awesome. that those international schools. Yeah. Perfect. So watch out, everybody. I mean, coming to a stage in a book <laughs> you in the next uh, in the next few years, right? We're gonna see it see it develop. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I think that. Um, you know, you, you've painted a great picture of, of your journey, uh, this evening with us. Uh, you know, we really want to thank you again for, for coming out. Thank uh, you. if so, if people want to follow you outside of this, uh, we're going to throw up, I think a, uh, link here to, uh, some social media. Uh, what else can you shout out to the people in terms of if they want to follow you, uh, you know, what they can take advantage of, uh, in terms of your services and things that you offer, uh, here's your chance to let let everybody know. Yeah, hundred percent. So you guys can always reach out to me on Instagram. I'd say the platforms I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook, and it's always just my name. So and basically the same profile photos. You're gonna see me in like a blue polo shirt. This is my vibe. So just look for the profile photo with a girl wearing something like this. Probably doing a I, pose. I, uh, I sent your picture to like Andrew this. earlier. <laughs> I, I sent your picture to Andrew earlier uh, yesterday. Uh, this yeah. is a funny story. He makes the banners for the show. And uh, he uh, he thought that the picture that I sent him was a stock photo. He's just like, oh, this, this picture just looks so perfectly and like well-pressed and like professional. Uh, I was like, no, man, that's that's Leo. That That's the photo for like the show. He's like, oh, I, I didn't realize that you. So yeah, definitely look for the, the nice clean cut images that you yeah. that you put up. So, I mean, pretty easily identifiable, right? So Instagram, full name, the handle's right here. And then Facebook, same thing, Leah, comma, or no, Leah space Bachler, my last name. And uh, you guys can always send me a DM there, right? If you have any questions, if you want to inquire about working together, whatever it is. And then I also do have some free resources, but I think it's best if you first, like, let me know what you're trying to improve, and then I can send the right resources to you, right? And lastly, I have recently started a YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check that out, I posted my first long form video pretty recently, documenting the five stages I went through to get to where I am today in terms of coaching. So yeah, those are going to be the top three. Perfect. And uh, for those in MI5, if you're not in MI5, highly encouraged. Uh, We're going to be offering a lot of different uh, and doing a lot of different partnerships, uh, you know, with with people throughout the year. And Leah is uh, somebody we were just discussing before the show of having uh, as a resource for us to be able to invite uh, into the community and to be able to, you know, provide some value. Uh, and Leah, you also um, is how does your uh, your coursework and your program, uh, is that available uh, on a limited basis? Is that open and closed? Like, uh, how do people get involved with that? Can you speak to that at all? Is that something that's going on or? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a three week and an eight week coaching program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not seasonal as in it's ongoing, but we do want to keep it small because I actually personally hold every single person accountable to their Mm -hmm. target every week. So that's also something pretty unique that we do. Um, I don't just delegate you to some other person that I hired. Like I will personally check in with you. So if it got too big, then yes, we would set a cap, but otherwise you guys can just reach out. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, highly, uh, 
highly recommended. I've seen so many success stories come out of, you know, uh, your clients. Uh, that's one of the things I love about your uh, social and your presence and your style as well is that there is true, real, raw testimonies of you uh, not only providing value to people, but, you know, I've seen that you've met up with people from, you know, multiple yeah. states away that, you know, have ran, like, like your dedication yeah. to your, you know, making the client experience and the people that you work with special is like top notch, like a, a class. So, uh, Thank so, you. so cool Thank to say. Um, awesome. Well, you know, uh, at the end of the, uh, you know, show here, is there any closing, uh, you know, remarks, anything that you'd like to let the audience know, anything you'd like to say before we wrap up here. It's been such an amazing time, uh, you know, getting the chance to host uh, you and have you on the show here. We're definitely going to have to invite you back for the Mindset Mastery so that you can give your TED yeah. Talk, uh, get, get, the, <laughs> get that practice in for those TED Talks uh, to our community. I'm sure we'll have a, a fun time with that. Uh, but yeah, we, we really want to appreciate your time here. The stage is yours for any last remarks, and then we can go from there. Yeah, last remarks. Um, I can touch on the importance of the mentorship real quick, because I would not be anywhere close to where I am today. In fact, I truly think that without investing myself and finding mentors who showed me a new way of living, which is entrepreneurship, I would have just stuck to that internship I got, like, let's say two and a half, three years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And went the corporate path. And I would probably be sitting in a cubicle right now, right? From... <laughs> 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., if not later every day, just feeling miserable, right? But not knowing how to get out and feeling like it's normal. So that's why I think whatever your goals are currently, just find someone who's already done it and learn from them, right? Obviously, do your research because there's so many options nowadays, right? You've got like 18-year-olds calling themselves a life coach, which I would never invest in. So do your research, but at the same time, like take a leap of faith, you know, believe in yourself. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes are, especially at the first time investing in a coach or mentor, like you're scared. You don't know if it's the right thing. You're afraid you're going to lose yeah. the money, da, da, da. But this is something I learned from one of my mentors, Josh. Okay. Shout out to Josh again. He yeah. says, look, it's literally a law of physics that you first have to go down to go up, right? Think about when you jump up in the air. First, you have to go down right? Kneel down and then you jump off, jump mm. off. So, yep. I mean, this applies to a lot of things. And I think this applies to starting your own business too, right? If you just want it to be a smooth journey, only up, 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 you're probably going to go very slow or you're not going to start at all, right? Mm. But if you just take a chance on yourself and you invest in yourself first, yeah, okay, you go down a bit, then that acceleration is going to be so much faster afterward. Those are some uh, wise words to leave us with. You have to go down before <laughs> you come up i, I love yep. it uh definitely uh so so insightful and uh again thank you so much leah for for joining us tonight i uh, want to um you know I, I want to just say that you know there's no doubt that mi5 and and yourself will be doing some great stuff this year and uh anybody and everybody please go check out leah on all of her socials and uh with that it. being said of course of course uh with that being said uh tonight uh, you know, guys, we're going to end off. Uh, I'm going to have Mr. Andrew Golden come in and, and do us in his famous style. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mr. Andrew Golden, please uh, take it away and sail us off into the sunset. Thank you so much, guys. Sure, have a great night. Oh, no, man. You got to come with me. Come back, Brian. Oh, we're in this on together, brother. <laughs> I, arms, I just want to. 
Yeah, we've got our weather forecast for tonight. You know, I'm just, uh, I have to, you know, give everyone a little depiction of, of, you know, what's the weather like for the rest of 2023? Because, you know, I've come to some pretty interesting realizations and I just want to remind you guys um, to grab your umbrellas because MI5 is taking 2023 by storm, baby. Let's go. Have a good night, guys.